Analyze Asia is brought to you by Esavel. Do you manage your own IT for distributed teams across Asia Pacific? Then you know how painful that can be. Esavel helps your in-house team by taking cumbersome tasks off their hands and giving them the tools to manage IT effectively. Get help across Asia Pacific from onboarding, procuring devices to real-time IT support and offboarding. With our state-of-the-art platform, gain full control of all your IT infrastructure in one place. Our team of IT support pros are keen to help you grow. Check out esevel.com and get a demo today. Use our referral code ASIA for 10% off. Terms and conditions apply. For me, it's only about daily active users. I feel in next five years, especially for the whole ecosystem, I'm not talking about Polygon first, let's say for the whole blockchain ecosystem, in next five years, if we don't reach somewhere between 50 to 100 million users, I think we would have failed very badly. So all apps, I'm talking about all apps in all ecosystem, every layer one, layer two, all the apps, payments, Bitcoin, everything included. We should have 50 to 100 million daily active users. And obviously for Polygon, we want to capture as much market share out of that 50 to 100 million. And if Polygon remains the number one adopted amongst those daily active users, it will be the great scenario for Polygon. Welcome to Analyze Asia, the premium podcast dedicated to dissecting the pulse of business, technology and media in Asia. I'm Bernard Leung, and while winter is coming for crypto, there are still many out there who are still building on Web3 decentralized applications. With me today, Saidip Naiwal, co-founder of Polygon and one of the core layer 2 chains with zero knowledge, EVM, which many builders are working on from NFTs to game engines, full disclosure, I do hold some Matic tokens and NFTs and invested a few startups that's invested in the Polygon ecosystem. Saidip, welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks Bernard for having me here. Very excited to be here. Yes, and this is really one of the most anticipated interviews I have always wanted to conduct. And although Polygon developed across the world, I think it originated from India and it's part of Asia. So the first thing I would be very excited to hear your origin story. How did you start your career? I was doing X startup before and wanted to come into the deep tech space. I wanted to build something which scales very, very fast. And at that point in time, I started studying about Bitcoin for some time and realized that this is a very powerful technology like decentralized computation. Like I did not see it as money or anything. I just saw it as decentralized computation. And then after like three, four weeks down the line, I got to know about Ethereum. And then the moment I saw that you can have generic business logic on, on blockchain on this decentralized computer, I realized or decentralized computation, I realized that this is really, really powerful and there can be so many things with this. And I also did not see it as a technology per se. I thought that this is more of a evolution of humanity. Like the way we, our societies are organized today, it basically changes how human beings can interact or engage with each other, work with each other, collaborate with each other. So that was a time when I came all in full-time into crypto. I started developing. I, I went back to programming. Like after, like I had not programmed for five years. I went back to programming, did some programming, built a lot of dApps and all that. And that's when it was very clear building dApps. It was very clear in my mind that this this Ethereum is not like L, at L1 level. You, can, you cannot have infinite level of scalability. For apps to be built, you need scalability on the layer two because of the scalability trilemma 
thesis also that 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 people know and i can elaborate on on that more later on if you want but the point being that it was very clear in my mind that the layer 1 it is very hard to scale at layer 1 with decentralization so i thought that layer 2 is going to be more like where the applications will scale and that's when i met my other co-founder jenti kanani and who was doing the research on the plasma side and then we decided to join hands at hbr today Mm. And I think originally you started off as Medic, and then subsequently, what led you into the formation of Medic, which becomes Polygon today, as you actually dive deeper into the Ethereum ecosystem with smart contracts, and then focusing into the Layer Two side. So I mean, see, we were always Layer Two. When we started at as Medic Network, we started with a technology called Plasma, mm. and that was the only Layer Two technology in town. And we we were the only team which built. plasma fully like a production ready plasma version and but by that time like a lot of lot of people stopped believing in plasma and on our chain also people stop people did not use plasma that much because of the withdrawal period times that what not but people started using the pos chain itself and that was the time when we realized that it was a mistake to do or kind of fully focus on one particular layer two technology which was plasma right we should have been more agnostic because our mission our goal is mass adoption of blockchain right and we realized that instead of focusing on one particular layer to layer to technology we should generally focus on layer to scale instead of one particular technology whether it's plasma optimistic roller zikrola whatever it is basically that's why we rebranded to polygon which essentially means multiple like poly means like multiple approaches right and we this time when we rebranded to polygon we were very clear that we will not be restricted towards one layer two technology we are biased and focused on zk but the, the polygon at the at its core believes that we need to scale layer two no matter which technology it takes to scale it our focus is to scale layer two not not like build xyz technology on the layer two so that's why like we might brand it to rebrand it to polygon and it was a message also but we wanted to give it very clear that Polygon is evolving into much bigger, a multi-chain ecosystem instead of a one-layer two-chain kind of ecosystem. And then I think that was very positively received. People realized, people believed in our mission that we are looking to get the get the mass adoption of chains. And yeah, I mean, since then, like I think now Polygon is today the in terms of adoption and in terms of number of developers building on Polygon and all that is the arguably the the fastest growing and the largest chain. by many matrices so that's where we are today and i think plasma might be able to come back in fashion because recently vitalik just released a research paper on how to prove of doing proof of reserves in centralized exchanges but of course i have one more question before we go to polygon in proper what are the interesting career lessons that you can share with my audience through your career journey for me the biggest journeys are like as entrepreneurs So all the entrepreneurs they have a certain level of self-esteem, and I would even say ego, right? And that propels them, that gives them the power to fight through all the odds and all that that they want to go through and all that. Very rarely and very few people have vision on the day zero. On day zero, all the entrepreneurs they have a spirit to win. They have a winning attitude, and that is powered by their self-esteem and ego and and what what not. And we work really hard and then some of us are able to succeed to go to the next level the next level means like you your company where luckily polygon also you know at polygon we were able to go from 
like a small startup to like one of the largest crypto related projects in the in the world right top 10 and what i realized along the journey is that you know the same self esteem and ego that powers you in the first phase of your journey starts becoming a negative thing in the later stage of your journey once you grow beyond a certain size you hire a lot of smart people and things like that right at that point in time you should start accepting you know you should instead of being like egoistic that no i i can do this i can do this i can do this i can do marketing or i can do everything instead of that you need to realize that you are a human being at the end and you should focus on doing what is your strength and let other people take care of the other things where you are not that great and but it's important to first accept that you might not be great on all the things maybe you are not great or the best in any of the things maybe in other team members of your team in each of the field there is someone who is much better than them and 99.9% this will this would be the case and at that point in time i think for me this acceptance of the limitations like my own limitations is what made me limitless like now my focus my goal is to make sure that i make my team win i work with the team and my goal is not to be successful myself but to make sure that my team members are successful in their roles and if they are successful in their roles i will also already be successful right so it's the mindset instead of i pulling i being on the front and pulling all the ropes you go back and you you push your team from behind and enable them so that they can stretch that all of them can stretch the limits so of this that, that has been i think one of the biggest that the entrepreneurs that but i don't mm. know whether you wanted to ask like a crypto specific learning or no 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 i think It's a great lesson of humility that you are actually preaching here. So I want to come to the main subject of the day, which is on Polygon. I think before we begin, can you introduce the concept of layer two chains in the Ethereum ecosystem and the role of Polygon as a layer two chain within the blockchain ecosystem itself? Yes, as you can understand that there is a layer one, and then the layer two chains is a layer two on top of some layer one. And so you have a layer layer one blockchain. Let's say Ethereum. you can try to solve it or you can try to scale it by two ways one you can try to scale the layer one itself wherein you can say that you can increase the block size you can have a better consensus mechanism and whatever like you can do a lot of things to try to scale on layer one but as we discussed about that scalability trilemma which says that out of scalability decentralization and security you can choose only two and then at layer 1 you have to choose decentralization and security so you know you lose the scale so how do you scale it's very hard to scale on layer 1 itself so that's why on layer 2 you can compromise a little bit on decentralization but you can focus on scale and what layer 2 means essentially is that instead of doing some computation on the layer 1 chain you do the computation on the layer 2 chain but you want yourself to be fully able to prove everything back on the layer 1 right that's the basic concept of layer 2 that means you execute something compute something somewhere else it can be a chain it can be a server whatever it is but you should be able to prove back on the layer 1 that you computed everything correctly right mm. that's the basic concept of layer 2 and then polygon is more focused on building layer 2s which with zk technology zero knowledge technology that's what we are trying to build and that's where we are focused on yeah on the layer 2 ecosystem like polygon is currently like by far the largest uh, layer 2 ecosystem 
and also the first uh, ZK EVM as well. So I actually want to ask you today, what is the vision and mission of the Polygon blockchain as one of the co-founders of the chain itself? Yes. See, for Polygon blockchain, like Polygon is a multi-chain ecosystem, right? And the mission of Polygon is to provide infinite block space capacity, like infinite scaling capacity on blockchain, right? So in blockchain space, you see that all the blockchains keep saying, like somebody will say, oh, I have 2,000 TPS. Somebody will say, I have 50,000 TPS. Somebody will say, I will have 100,000 TPS. No matter whatever TPS you have, it's not enough if you want to bring the whole world into Web3, it's not enough. Like, for example, cloud computation, right? You know that how big computation like Amazon provides, Google Cloud Service provides and all that is. And let's it keeps growing at like an aggressive rate every year. So computation is never going to, the growth is never going to stop. So the mission of Polygon is to have infinite capacity on blockchain. And how we think is by providing hundreds of thousands of layer two chains. It will not be like one chain, two chain. It will be hundreds of thousands of these layer two chains, we believe. Some of them will be public blockchains. Like we have the Polygon POS chain. We have the Polygon ZK EVM coming, which are public means anybody can come and deploy applications over there. But apart from that, they will, you will have hundreds and hundreds or thousands of dedicated app-specific chains. And that's how we feel that the ecosystem or the whole Web3 will achieve that level of scale, wherein you have two or three or five public blockchains where there is a lot of liquidity. But apart from that, you have thousands and thousands and thousands of dedicated chains which are dedicated towards apps and apps have a dedicated capacity towards them. Imagine you you were using Instagram and like because there is a board apes drop, suddenly your whole chain is occupied, right? And then you are not able to do transactions on Instagram. That will not, that's not the best user experience if you consider like a mature ecosystem. For a mature ecosystem, you would need like just like today, the applications, like if you go and access Amazon, Amazon has its own servers, right? Dedicated servers to it. It's not like Visa uh, transactions are also being processed on Amazon, right? Similarly, on blockchain also it's the same thing that, you know, we are right now, all the blockchains that we see, these are shared public blockchains, shared blockchains. We need both shared blockchain because of liquidity but we also need public uh, or dedicated blockchains. Public, not private. I'm not saying, I'm not talking about private blockchain. I'm talking about dedicated chains, but they should also be public decentralized blockchains, but they are dedicated towards some apps. So I, I guess being one of the top 10 blockchains in the world, I also want to ask you, what are the highlights of the Polygon blockchain in the past few years? I know you got the Sequoia funding of US 450 million and also recently admitted into the Disney incubator as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, see, funding we got from SoftBank, Tiger Global, Sequoia, like all the big funds in the world participated. That's not the interesting. The most interesting thing is we got Instagram launched their NFTs. So when you do an NFT on Instagram, you are actually making those NFTs on Polygon. Like Reddit, for example, has a big NFT marketplace. When you do that, it's also on Polygon. You go to Starbucks, Starbucks is launching their loyalty program. That is also on Polygon many, many big games right now on the gaming ecosystem. I think Polygon has 60 to 70% of all the big games in the Web3 space. They all use Polygon blockchain. If you are into investment and all that, you would also know that so many teams that would come to you for investments, angel checks and things like that. Many of them, I think I, I would say at least 70, 80% of them will tell you that they are going to put on Polygon blockchain, right? So 
there is a very high probability of this thing. So gaming, we are very, very big. The big brands like all the Nike recently launched their swoosh platform, right? And Disney Accelerator, you talked about Disney wants to do a few interesting things with us and things like that. So like the list goes on and on. There are so many global brands. Like as I told you that our mission is Web3 mass adoption. And uh, that's where we are focused on. And all our efforts go that direction. Mm. And as an investor in a lot of Web3 startups myself, I've actually discovered that through talking to the startups that actually one of the key reasons why they adopted Polygon is because of fast transactions and also low gas fees as well. So I want to yes, ask you yeah. this question. How does the Polygon chain distinguish itself from the other layer 2 chains out there without naming any one of them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, see, the point is that we are focused on the ZK blockchains, right? So in future, all Polygon blockchains will have ZK functionality, ZK proving with them. And on ZK technology, there are other 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 teams also who are building ZK uh, EVM, but we are the we are the farthest ahead. And our, we have like right now the most efficient, the most performant ZKM chain. And that's where like I think the game is about adoption. Then. Right, like how who gets the adoption and network effects initially. I think that's where we are the most distinguished one. Also, like we don't believe in optimistic rollups. We believe that optimistic rollups have a fundamental issue because optimistic rollups have to put all the data back on Ethereum, mm. which makes their scalability limited, right? Because data of all the transactions. So let's say you do 100 transactions on, on an optimistic rollup, you have to put the data of 100 transactions back on Ethereum also, like data. Right? Although you minify it, you kind of reduce, compress the size, but you still have to put all the data. When you have 1,000 transactions, you have to put the data of 1,000 transactions on Ethereum. When you have 100,000 transactions, you have to put the data of 100,000 transactions on Ethereum. And that's when the moment you start getting some scale, it becomes really, really costly. And that's where like optimistic rollups have a fundamental deficiency. In case of ZK, you don't have to put the data back on uh, Ethereum. You just have to put the ZK proof, which is a which is a constant size, right? So if you have hundred transactions, you still put that constant size proof. If you have ten thousand transactions, you still put only that constant size proof on Ethereum. And then if you have hundred thousand, so the more transactions come in, the economies of scale are achieved on ZK rollup. So that's why we are very heavily biased towards ZK rollup, and most of our technology is around ZK. Mm. So what uh, applications have you seen in the Polygon ecosystem? For example, I think there is De Decentralized Finance, DeFi, Web3 games, and even applications that involve non-fungible tokens or NFTs, we call it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, see, that's why I'm saying that, you know, whatever you see are the main areas of crypto, right? DeFi, Polygon is one of the biggest. NFT, Polygon is, the NFT gaming, Polygon is like absolutely the biggest. On NFTs, Polygon is slowly growing. Like these collectible NFTs, Polygon is slowly growing because of the Reddit and, and things like that. If you talk about content economies, like the content creator economies, mm. there also Polygon is the absolute leader with Instagram, Reddit and all these things on Polygon. So whatever section you take out, like on DeFi, for example, after Ethereum, Polygon is the biggest ecosystem after Ethereum. Similarly, the gaming side, I'm saying that almost like as, as I already spoke, like many of the top games in the space are building on Polygon. More and more are coming every day. Pranks, we talked about like all these Bulgari to Prada to Nike, all these brands. You must have seen that the Dolce Gabbana, they did their NFTs. All of them did their NFTs on Polygon. 
right? And then what else? Like on the creator economy showtime and I already spoke about Instagram, Instagram and Reddit, they are also there and so on. Like whatever field you see, you will see Polygon at either the number one position or number two position. In, in like, so that's why like and in the ecosystem is, our one, uh, is one of our biggest uh, kind of sense. So how does the Polygon Foundation help developers to jumpstart their development of the decentralized apps? Like how do you help onboard new developers into your ecosystem? Then? So we do a lot of hackathons actually. So where we do a lot of education, we do. We also have a lot of educational uh, programs where we publish YouTube videos and education related things like where you can learn how to deploy a smart contract, how to build all of these things and all that. Plus then we have a Polygon Village DAO which does small, small grants, $5,000, $10,000 and things like that to give grants to people to build applications. Then once you go beyond that state, then we have a lot of accelerators. Like we participate and work with a lot of accelerators all across the world where you can participate in any of these accelerators once you have done your basic grant program and all that and you have built some sort of the product. And once you are beyond the accelerator process, then you can apply for Polygon Ventures funding and Polygon Venture not only can fund you, but it can also connect you with multiple other investment funds across the, in the crypto ecosystem. And then you go from that journey, like you know, when you go live, some of these things, poly, there is Polygon handle, you can apply to be retweeted from there and things like that. Yeah. Mm. So I know you are definitely a crypto OG. You have gone through the first crypto winter and now we are currently going into a recent crypto crash. There are a lot of different events that's causing the contagion, whether it's Lunar Terror Collapse, 3AC and FTX crash. So I, without really pinpointing in to any one of these events, what are your thoughts in thinking about how to navigate through a winter, given that you are already an OG going through one before and... Yeah, I think like for us, bear markets have been the best times to build. And we are building like crazy. Like, like so many, like we actually hired so many people in these last two, three, four months. And we are building like crazy and building for the next wave to come. Like all these, it's a lot of pain. Like of course, the, the last FTX one was a really, really big and nasty pain for the industry. Generally, for crypto, I'm not that much worried about crypto, local contagion and things like that. This is short term, like one month, two months, three months, whatever it is, will get over in next one or two months. I'm slightly more worried about the macro trends. Like, luckily, like the in US, the inflation is coming down a bit. So hopefully, like, Fed doesn't have to keep raising the rates and things like that. But I think that, you know, that cooling off needs at least two, three quarters till 23, end of 23. Like hopefully the whole economy globally is not affected very badly and we come out of those inflationary cycle so that we can get back on the normal growth track. Okay, so I am actually not worried about this local crypto contagion and all that. I am more worried about the macro headwinds that we have and it needs to be seen in the first three, two to three quarters of uh, 2023 that how that happens this local crypto contagion will will get over like you know i'm pretty sure by the end of march nobody will even discuss uh, if you are a builder you are building something make sure that you have enough money to survive for the next one year at least one year is at least or ideally the ideal is 18 months keep building because the people who will build in the next 18 months and come out of this crypto winter, they will be massively rewarded by their, in terms of growth of their business, growth of their assets and everything. 
Mm. So my final question for you, what does great look like for Polygon blockchain in the next few years? And this is a great question. Like, what is what does great look like for Polygon in the next few years? For me, it's only about daily active users. I feel in next five years, especially for the whole ecosystem, I'm not talking about Polygon first, let's say for the whole blockchain ecosystem, in next five years, if we don't reach somewhere between 50 to 100 million users, I think we would have failed very badly. So all apps, I'm talking about all apps in all ecosystem, every layer one, layer two, all the apps, payments, Bitcoin, everything included. We should have 50 to 100 million daily active users. And obviously for Polygon, we want to capture as much market share out of that 50 to 100 million. And if Polygon remains the number one adopted amongst those daily active users, it will be the great scenario for Polygon. Mm. Wow. So I will look forward to talk to you when in the next couple of years with the next uh, on where great happens. So, uh, Saidik, many thanks for coming on the show. But in closing, I have two very quick questions to ask you. Number one, any recommendations that have inspired you recently, maybe both movies or TV shows? Recommendation, I'm just thinking. I mean, I, I, I watch like podcasts these days a lot. So Lex Friedman podcast, I have uh, kind of have had a lot of great things from there. So, very good people came in over there and especially some scientists and things like that which is very inspiring and then there is a like I'm, I'm a big fan of Naval Ravikant also like the thought clarity on his mm. and I think his both his podcast as well as the Parnam Street podcast for Naval they are also very very like life changing for me and for mental health also I would say like recently on Netflix there is this documentary called Stutz S-T-U-T-Z yeah. which is by Jonah Hill and he has talked about his own this thing but especially for the entrepreneurs who are like very very stressed and it's very easy to get into those anxiety and mental health issues so definitely watching that documentary and testing with some of the experiments that they talk about can be very interesting for you mm. last question how do my audience find you I know you're very active on Twitter <laughs> I'm on Twitter yeah I'm very active on Twitter at the rate Sandeep Nalwal I think that's where I'm the most active Mm. You can definitely find us on any podcast platform or tweet to us at Analyze Asia, A N A L Y S E Asia. And of course, uh, give us your feedback. So, Saidip, many thanks and thank you for taking time out to have this conversation. I know you're pretty busy and I look forward to speak to you again. Thank you so much, Bernard, for inviting me here. Thanks. Bye bye.